Welcome to episode 63 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing the pressure to get your body back after pregnancy, how to balance running and strength training, and which types of squats to perform if you have both knee and lower back pain. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. All right. What's up, Achievers? Episode 63. Very excited for this one. We got some good topics, good questions. (laughs) Um, The first topic is actually not really a specific question that came in, but Mm -hmm. actually more of a topic of discussion based on a post that I put out on Instagram. Yeah. Um, So I put this out um, at this point probably a couple weeks ago or a a week ago. Um, I put up a post about... It was multifaceted, I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, It was, it came out of um, sort of this frustration with a lot of things that I've been hearing about um, pregnant women and helping them get their bodies back or helping them bounce back after pregnancy and trainers saying things like, oh, I can, I can help you get your pre-baby body back, Mm -hmm. Uh, things like that. No, nobody's saying that specifically to me, but just hearing that kind of language. And um, I felt not only do I feel, have I always been frustrated by this kind of language, but now obviously as somebody who's going through pregnancy, um, and who has actually had some hardships with pregnancy, this has been getting more and more frustrating. So I also shared in the post that I actually experienced a miscarriage before, um, this pregnancy and that experience, obviously if anybody has gone through it or has had a loved one go through it, it was, it was extremely difficult to go through and just gave me a lot of perspective on this current experience and helped me to see that growth and expanding and gaining weight and all these things were actually incredible and really a relief and and really amazing that my body could do this stuff and instead of me feeling like oh I I wish I wasn't gaining so much weight or I'm huge or "I, I hope I can get my body back like my thought process is like this is really happening and every pound that I gain is is I'm grateful for because the first time I wasn't, that wasn't happening and that didn't happen. And that was so painful. So when people talk to women about getting their body back or bouncing back and they try to erase the marks of pregnancy, when for a lot of women, that's what we're just so grateful to be able to experience. Um, and some women aren't able to experience that. And that must be so painful. And for even those women to hear those things, it must be so frustrating because they just want the opportunity to be able to be pregnant, <laughs> right. Or to be able to be a mom and for them to not be able to have that. And then for them to see that people are trying to erase that and erase the signs of that. It, it just really hit me, um, mm-hmm. that that was just so wrong <laughs> from yeah. people to say. Um, so I posted something about it on Instagram. You can go to our page and see it. And the responses were actually really, really incredible. Yeah. Um, what was, what I first found was amazing was that so many women came out and said, I've, I've dealt with miscarriages too, or I've dealt with infertility as well. And thank you for putting that out there. Um, it's not talked about a lot. It's not talked about nearly at all. Yeah. Uh, I had a hard time talking about it too. I mean, as somebody who's very open and puts myself out there, it took me seven months into my second pregnancy Mm -hmm. to be able to talk about it. Um, so I get that it's hard and I get why people don't talk about it, but I also do think it's important and I wanted to get it out there. And I really appreciate all the women who also put themselves out there and said, yeah, I went through this and this was, this was really difficult. And I'm kind of 
we're here, we're in this together. Yeah. Kind of thing, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The responses, like it was just an outpouring of support. And I think a lot of people got a lot, a lot of support from each other just because of just like that instant community that basically happened overnight, basically yeah. from that post. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, if like, if you're, if you're pregnant and you or if you would, if that's like a goal of yours and that's a totally fine and reasonable goal, but it's the, the pressure from society and from other people that assume that's what you want, right? Is, yeah. is where like the, the issue arises. Yeah. To assume that, that we want, that we don't want to look like we've ever been pregnant mm-hmm. or look like we gave birth. Like, why is that the assumption? Yeah. And, and, and as a woman, I definitely have had those thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've been like, Oh, I hope I, I hope I don't have stretch marks. I hope I can lose the baby weight. And then I have to take a step back and be like, why do I hope that? Mm-hmm. Why is that in my head? It's not because I'm born to want to be thin and born to want these things. Like it's because of the societal pressures that are put on women of people saying that that's what should happen. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that that's not what happens. Your body doesn't go back to where it was before because it went through this enormous change and it went through this incredible journey. And some people's bodies do look very similar to the way that they did before. And that's totally fine too. There was one comment that was like, now it sounds like you're shaming fit moms. And I was like, (laughs) okay, relax. I'm not, I'm not shaming anyone who gets their body back. If they do like fine, that's great. That's fine. What I'm saying is it shouldn't be expected and it shouldn't be put as pressure. Women shouldn't be pressured uh, or felt made or made felt to, Wait, well, I can't say that sentence. Or we know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't feel like they have to get their pre-baby. Body. Yeah, it would be like someone who has had like an illness or some sort of like like a surgery or some other like major body event happen, and the first thing that is talked about is getting the body back. Like it's, it's it should be put in perspective, like that this whole thing has happened to your body and like it's it's the amazing thing that comes out of it right? yeah when you're when you go through like surgery for instance the first thing that's talked about is healing yeah and that should be absolutely the first thing that's talked about after mm-hmm. you have a baby is healing and healing your body and having it go get back to normal functioning again mm-hmm. making sure that you don't have any injuries from pregnancy or if you do how to how to deal with them and how to make sure that you can function as, as well as possible after the fact, which should not be about what you look like. That's never the case with, with a surgery. That's never the case with an illness. Yeah. Why is that the case with pregnancy? Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like, like people talk about like a successful pregnancy is one where at the end of it, the woman has gained their body back. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just like, Oh, did they help have a healthy baby? Like is, is the baby growing well now? And like, just, it, and how's it's, the mom doing and are they doing okay? Yeah. Are it's they, just like, like, regaining their function and yeah functionality like, like are they able to get away, get up from the bed the bed right like just like just normal life functions but um but yeah it was it was a very um, thought out post and uh well done <laughs> oh thank you well thank you to everyone who was so supportive i haven't even been able to respond to all the comments i'm i'm working on it but yeah it was really it was really an incredible um bonding experience i think between women who are like 
actually, yeah, what the heck? Like, this is not cool. (laughs) Um, And actually some really cool responses from male trainers who had said, um, I got some responses like, wow, that's actually put a lot of perspective. Like, this gave me a lot of perspective. I'll make sure that I consider this Mm. when I'm training women and and postpartum women. And that's really awesome. Um, There's one, uh, his name's JJ Patro. He he has commented a lot on a lot of our stuff before. Um, I don't actually know his full name, but that's his Instagram handle. Um, And he said, you know, as a as a man, I'll never go through this. And so I can't have as much empathy as, as maybe you would, but I do hope to have this compassion for, um, for people who are going through it. And I hope that I can bring, you know, help use your experiences to help bring that compassion to my clients. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, like super cool. acknowledging that, yeah, of course I'm, I, I can't, fully connect to what you're going through because I haven't gone through it, but I can be a compassionate, empathetic person and still try to relate to what my, what my clients are going through. And that's so, so important and something that we are trying to push more in this industry as a whole Mm -hmm. is just compassion and just understanding. And it doesn't mean you have to have gone through it, but can you relate to what someone's going through or can you do know somebody who's been through something similar and can you have conversations with them and talk to them about it so that you can have a better understanding? So that was very cool. That's great. All right. Awesome. So that was topic number one. And now we'll get into the questions. So the first question came from mrose underscore B. And she said, could you provide some tips for how to balance running with resistance training? That would be awesome. I want to gain muscle and keep running. Everything out there says that basically it's impossible, but anything is possible, (laughs) right? Which I love. Yes. Um, I'm not a fitness guru and I have a regular job. So is it possible with three to four exercise periods a week to run and resistance train? Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I will say, um, you know, back when I first started training, that is a belief that I thought um, was actually true, that if you somehow just run because you enjoy running, you will somehow lose all of your muscle mass immediately. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of other things like that, right? It's like if you don't have inject yourself with protein directly after your workout, you will be catabolic and all of your muscles disappear. Like there's like certain like blanket statements like that one like in the first year or two of my um like training career i was like oh yeah that's that's the thing that makes that, sense that's, yeah that totally, totally makes valid. sense yeah um but yeah now it's just i mean this is why we have the podcast this is why we have our instagram like to put out actual just rational information instead of just having these crazy claims especially with the back end of trying to sell something and so we're just trying to just just set some records straight basically yeah and so for this one um, not only do we think that it's possible to balance running and resistance training, we actually think it's ideal. Yeah. Um, especially if you're somebody who mostly runs, um, we definitely think that you should be balancing some of that running with resistance training. Mm. And if you're someone who only strength trains, we think you should have some cardiovascular um events in your life whether it's running or if you don't like running it can be swimming biking hiking anything like that yeah or even just like lifting weights quicker like complexes and conditioning exercises with weights i think we have to uh, credit jen sinkler with that one right Mm -hmm, yeah she has lift weights faster yeah i I love it i think it's great (laughs) she said what do you do for cardio i lift weights faster yeah (laughs) it's awesome um but yeah the notion that cardiovascular any sort of cardiovascular um benefit would be at the expense of a muscle building benefit um, is definitely not true. It's just in the context of your whole overall program. Yeah. And so again, we, I think we mentioned this a few um, podcast episodes back, but the, there's this idea of um, like that we talked about that was like misplaced information Mm. and where somebody 
somebody realized that running was hurting their muscle growth because maybe they were trying to be on stage as a bodybuilder and they needed to be as big as possible and they like, I don't know, needed to, I don't even know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Uh, You're basically (laughs) taking just anecdotal evidence as like being like, Hey, this is, this is a thing. Yeah. So, right. It's like, it's like if you, you need to take in more calories in order to gain more muscle and cardio burning calories would be at the expense of that. But that's just too much of a gross oversimplification of the calories in calories out. Whereas if you have a really good cardiovascular system, that means you can recover quicker between workouts. It means you can recover quicker between sets, which means that you can just put in more overall volume, more overall effort into your actual training program. You're going to be healthier overall, and that's going to contribute to a much more well-balanced just overall physique um, than just simply saying, Cardio will eat your muscle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. That's you just said exactly what I was trying to say in a way better and much better. Whoa! I'm going to go ahead and say call pregnancy brain on this <laughs> podcast episode because I'm having a really hard time with words. <laughs> but yeah, we we would say so if you. Um, it says she has three to four exercise periods a week to run and resistance train. So total overall volume, um, three to four times a week. So I guess. I guess. It's um, trying to map out what the, the, the net goal is. Yeah. So she said she wants to gain muscle and keep running. Okay. So that's kind of the net goal is that she enjoys running, mm-hmm. um, but she also wants to gain muscle. How can she do both? If someone was just generally, they really like to run, but they also wanted to strength train. I mean, I would probably recommend three days a week of, let's say, 40 minutes of strength training. And then at the tail end of that workout throwing in 15 to 20 minutes of running. It's just like a general guideline. And now there are going to be periods where in the year you might want to gravitate more towards running. So if it's the summer or the spring, you've got races, 5Ks, 10Ks, whatever it might be, then you might want to say, okay, I'm going to lift one to two times a week just to maintain strength levels and have that third day be a longer day. Um, Whereas the uh, the shorter days are the, um, the ones where you're strength training. Or it might be wintertime. You're like, I can't run right now. It's snowing like crazy. Then you might go with more um, two two days of strength training and one day like on the treadmill or something like that. Um, so it doesn't have to be a hard and set like this is the plan. It can be totally malleable based on what your goal is at that time in that at that point in time, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so if, if you're somebody who likes to distance run and so you like to actually spend more time running, then you might have to do a full one of your day training days is just a full run mm-hmm. and two of your days are more, um, resistance training or, yeah. or, or two days of running and one day of resistance training. I mean, it just depends a lot on the amount of time that you have and the amount of like the distance that you want to run. Mm-hmm. But if it's just that you like to run for pleasure, but you also want to balance it. I like what Jason said at first, which is having just combining them into one session. So having like a 30 to 40 minute, um, total body resistance training routine followed up by a run, either Mm -hmm. running outside or hopping on the treadmill. Um, but having them be in one session is totally fine Yeah, and saves you some time. Yeah. So like for some of our more endurance members that do like triathlons or do, um, some of these like longer events, um, in the winter, that's when we'll say, Hey, let's spend the vast majority of our time in this off season period. And when the weather's just not good, like three days a week of like mostly strength training and then a little bit of conditioning just to maintain some of those levels. 
But then once it gets starts to get warmer out, then let's just start dropping some of those weight training days and put in a lot more time um, with the cardiovascular stuff. So yeah, just, just making it flexible for yourself, but just be aware that, um, you know, like we said before, cardio will not be at the expense of your strength building. Yes. So yeah. if you want to build strength, you can still keep running. That's totally okay. Yeah. Um, and definitely try to make your, your resistance training days be total body, especially if you only have three to four um, mm-hmm. days a week to exercise in general. I would do um, I would do as much like total body workout as you can while you're resistance training. So don't do like an upper body or lower body or um, like small muscles like bicep curls or tricep extensions. Try to do some like bigger movements that where you use your full body throughout the workout so that you're getting the most benefit out of it. Cool. So hopefully that helps answer that and helps clear some things up and some potential misconceptions mm. there. All right. Question number two. This one comes from Kogito Sum 2. And she said, how to manage squatting when both one of my knees and my lower back are issues. So basically, front squats are better for lower back pain, but harder on the knees, whereas back squats are easier on the knees, but more stressful on the lower back. Thanks so much. So this is a tricky one. Yeah, this is um, this is a great question because it actually um, comes up a decent amount um, um, with some people when they're first coming through the doors. It's just like kind of like everything's at a baseline achiness or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so at this point it would have to be, and we, we, we know Kogito some cause she's been, um, kind of part of been part of the achieve like, um, social community for quite a while now. And we know that she, she lifts a lot she's, um, she's, uh, she's very active. And so for someone who's active like that and like they've been squatting and deadlifting, they've been doing all these exercises for a while, we wouldn't ever say just don't do it, right? We wouldn't say just don't squat anymore. Right, right. You, you kind of want to look at it as which one is more of the contributing factor in terms of pain. Is it is it is your back more of an issue or are your knees more of the issue? And basically, you're just going to have to make a decision for yourself and say, hey, uh, front squats feel a little bit better on my back, but my knees are in a worse position than my back right now. So I'm going to do more of a low bar squat or a goblet squat or a zercher squat, one of these options. Or on the flip side, if your um, back is in a worse position and your knees seem to be okay throughout most of the process, then maybe you you would switch more to a front squat or actually a goblet squat here as well um, and do it that way. Um, if If both areas are giving equal grief and they're both pretty bad, um, that's when I would actually recommend just starting uh, either taking a period away from squats or, I mean, squats just, you don't have to squat, right? <laughs> right. Um, like we wouldn't say, we our first reaction wouldn't say don't squat, mm-hmm. wouldn't be to say don't squat. Our first reaction would be to try to work around it in the ways Jason just said. But then there's also the point where maybe you just start weighing, like, is this, is the benefit of a squat outweighing the amount of pain I'm in? And if it's not, like, there really isn't a need to squat. Mm-hmm. It's a great exercise. Obviously, we really love them. It's very functional. It, it does relate to a lot of things that you do in life. And yeah. it does help to build lower body, total body strength. Um, but there's a lot of exercises out there that you can do. Yeah. And to just try to keep forcing this one exercise because you think it's one of the better exercises out there, but you're continuing to have pain, it's really not worth it. Yeah. Um, there's a guy named Ben Bruno. Um, his Instagram handle is at Ben Bruno Training. I mean, he trains like just amazing celebrities, basically. We're, we're, we're colleagues of um, 
colleagues of Ben. And so we've kind of come up around the same time. And Ben's like training like Kate Upton now, Chelsea Handler, and like Justin all these. Timberlake. Yeah, we're like, wow, this is that's pretty <laughs> so cool. So awesome. Um, but so what, what I was getting at was he um, had some major back pain to the point where he actually had surgery and he was on crutches for a long time. And he was like, I can't squat or deadlift right now. It's just not worth it. And so he's gotten ridiculously strong at rear foot elevated split squats, barbell split squats, um, single leg deadlifts, all these exercises that are traditionally like known as kind of like just basic assistance stuff. But I mean, he's doing like 315 pounds for an art rear foot elevated split squat. And that's going to do a lot more for him right now than doing a squat with a similar weight would. With um, pain. Yeah, exactly. With pain. It's just yeah. the trade-off isn't there. Um, but you can use these assistance exercises as compound exercises and load them up in a very similar uh, fashion. So you could do a split squat, you can do RFE split squats, step ups, um, all these things and progress them a very similar way to squats and deadlifts. Progress might not happen as quickly, but if you put a lot of energy towards it, it they're going to be successful for you. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Um, I, I think that's typically where we go with people who have like had consistent pain mm-hmm. um, that that just hasn't been getting any better with uh, even with like PT intervention and mm-hmm. even with different training options. So we've just said like, Hey, let's step away from the barbell for a little bit. And that's, yeah. that's totally okay. Totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do know that, that she deadlifts, she does uh, sumo deadlifts mm-hmm. and that feels okay for her. So yeah. in, in that case, like you're getting one of the major like lower body compound exercises in with deadlifts. Yeah. So if the rest of your lower body training is single leg work, that's, it really is totally fine. You can also do like barbell hip thrusts, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- this is kind of what we always go back to. It's always about health over fitness, right? Health is all about your just overall well-being, your functionality, um, and whereas fitness is more about like performance and aesthetic stuff. And as soon as you start to chase fitness at the sake of your health, at the sake of your well-being, then a lot of things just kind of end up becoming a very backwards approach, and people start to kind of like spin their wheels, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we always want to look at it through the lens of how can I optimize my health? Cause that in turn will optimize my fitness later on. Totally. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, those are the answers that we have to your burning questions for today. Thank you so much for sending those in. We really, really appreciate them. If you have more questions for us, you can submit them to us at achieve fitness Boston on Instagram. You could always send us a Facebook message as well. We're achieve fitness Boston there. Um, or you could always comment on one of our posts on Instagram and we can answer a question from there as well. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us an iTunes review on the podcast app, that would be super, super helpful. We'd really, really appreciate it. And until next time, peace, love and and muscles. muscles.